Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered with Glasses. I am the sidekick, Glasses with Beard. That is a bit of a reference to a YouTube comment we got. This week, we're going to be talking about, well, Barry Trotz's firing. And of course, what's happened so far with the first round of the playoffs. I think it's been interesting, but uh, there might be some discourse there. Check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter. Ken, how's your week been? Uh, wonderful. I forgot that I was going to start calling you glasses. Glasses hey, with glasses. beard. Hey, Your glasses. Yeah. Yeah. But glasses didn't, with didn't the guy say, hey, glasses, how's, how's your prediction working out or yeah. something? Yeah. And, hey, and glasses. Bad and then good and then bad and then good and now bad again, <laughs> as the playoffs seems to be. It's right. uh, It's been an interesting uh, playoffs. It has been. I... um. I, I was a little underwhelmed by the excitement factor in the first, what, seven days of the playoffs. Right. Um, I think last night was huge. You know, we had three really cl- fairly, cl- well, two really close games. Yeah. And another come from behind game. Yeah. I mean, that like I, like I said, I mean, it was nice to see the first round of the playoffs show up last night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like that's. You know, I, I mean, this Tampa-Toronto series is completely opposite to what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was going to be, I thought Tampa was going to win. I thought it was going to be, they were going to win in five and every game was going to be close. Yeah. But the, you know, the, the polar opposite has happened. The series is close, but the games aren't. Yeah. I, I, no. up, up until last night. Right. And, and I mean, you know. You're like one Jack Campbell save away from that getting out of control last night too. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad to see the the first round that we know and love, and and all the unpredictability and the comebacks and the, you know, the craziness that we we've come to expect from the first round. I'm glad that that kind of that kind of. Uh, made itself uh, apparent last night. <laughs> made itself evident. Yeah. Um, you know how we sometimes joke that we just, we share a brain? Yeah. And that, you know, it has to be somebody gets it one week and <laughs> the other person gets it the other week. Yep. That seems to be like Toronto and Tampa with talent right now. Mm-hmm. They're just sharing the talent. And it's like, okay, it's it tonight, you know, Point and Kucherov and Stamkos and Vasilevsky are going to be the best three hockey players you've seen in your life. Tomorrow night goes back to Matthews and 
Nylander's had a fantastic series. Nylander and, was Nylander was the best player on the ice last night. Yeah, in, in my opinion, and it wasn't terribly close. I thought I thought Nylander was brilliant last night. So why don't we start off with the uh, Toronto Tampa Bay series? And okay. I gave you a little bit of homework, which was uh, right. Uh, these teams in one word, we will obviously expand upon that. Right. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Done. Three minute podcast. We're out of here. <laughs> we do have a live. Dun, watch dun, 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 dun. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap up the cue music. All right. Um, so Toronto, Toronto in a word. Okay. Well, I, tr- I tried to, I want to preface this. I tried in a couple of areas and I don't know how this is going to, I don't know how this is going to work, okay. but in a couple of areas, I tried to sort of do a play on names. Okay. So with Toronto, I've got jacked. They're jacked. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well done. And, and, um, and, and, and I mean that in the sense that, uh, you know, Jack Campbell, yeah, well, um, I, I picked yes, up on that. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, he he hasn't been great in this series, and and he really wasn't that good until last night. But yep. he saved the series for the for the Maple Leafs so far. Like he he was the one that he let in two goals on his first four shots, and then he shut it down. He stopped Nick Paul on a breakaway. He stopped Braden Point. I think Braden Point on a breakaway. He stopped like three or four breakaways. He was excellent. He gave them a chance to get find their feet, get back in the game. And and really sort of just chip away at at that and 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 you could tell that they were they were just finding their feet and they were they they were they were sort of starting to take over the game in the second period. He was almost like a salary cap era Grant Fear. He'll let in two, but he won't let in the third. Right, right, right? yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, and, and the '80s being five goals to win a game now being more like three. Right, yeah. and and I mean every everything that happens in Toronto, everything that happens in Toronto is a referendum on their core four, right? Like yeah. good, bad, or otherwise, it's yeah. always they've got fifty percent of their salary cap tied up in four guys. Can they win this way? Can they get past the first round this way? Uh, last night their core four was brilliant. Yeah. You know, that, that's what you, that's why you signed these guys. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, the, the GM went out and signed these guys. The GM stuck his neck out on Jack, on the Jack Campbell situation. Yeah. Right. And yeah. made him the guy and he was rewarded last night. I, I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if they're going to win this series. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they lay two eggs and go out in seven. Um, but, but right now, um, they've got some good mojo going for sure. Yeah. So I don't know, uh, how much you want to look back on our last, uh, full episodes predictions, but, um, I gave the Toronto Maple Leafs, I gave them, uh, 48% chance to win. Um, yeah. so I gave Tampa Bay 52% chance for those that don't like subtraction. Right. <laughs> Math is hard. Math is hard. And you gave Tampa 58%. So it's not like either of us were like, you know, super like, yeah. oh, Tampa's going to run away with it. Right. We both predicted Tampa, but uh, I, I they were very milk toast predictions, yeah. if you will. I thought it, I thought it was going to be a short series, but a close series. Right. Like a like couple of overtime games. Yeah. You know, one goal games, maybe an empty net here or there. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was going to be five very close games, and it's been four ridiculously lopsided games and one really close game. Yeah. Yeah, I, completely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Jack Campbell's being 
completely out of sorts at times. He's been fine at times, mm -hmm. but, uh, and, and similar, like, you know, the story in game one was Marner got his groove back. And the story in game two was trade the bum. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I guess this is just, this is the nature of the team. It's, it's the nature of hockey really is that there's no superstar that's scoring every single night. I mean, it's like Connor McDavid, there's no bigger superstar in the game and yet yeah. not scoring every single night. Um, he's, he was ridiculous last night though. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. uh, so let's talk about, uh, Tampa Bay lightning. What's your, what's your word for the Tampa Bay lightning marooned? <laughs> well done. Well, I'm trying. It's, well it's, done. Yeah. It's not going to be that good the whole way through. I can tell you right now. <laughs> and they're not all, they're not like, I tried to do them all on players, but it's, it's really hard. Um, but anyways, I, I, and when I say marooned, I mean tired. I, they look tired. Yeah. And Sheldon Keefe said it last night. He said, you could tell in the second period, he said they were getting tired and it was, we were talking about it on the bench. We were coming and coming and coming at them yeah. and they just, they just sort of wore down and let the Leafs take the game over. I mean, they had that game. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, John Cooper's, you know, I mean, John Cooper's still maintaining that they're, they're giving it to Toronto and, and he might be right, you know, like that it's, it's more the, the way they've played than mm -hmm. it has been the way the Leafs have played. Mm -hmm. And, and he might be right about that. And, you know, can a team turn it around like that? Yeah. And, and in two games, flip the script from what it was in game five. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think the Tampa Bay Lightning, and if there's a team that can do it, it's this one. Right. Um, and now we're going to see, because now we're going to see, because the Leafs have been in this position before. Yeah. You know, they were up 3-1 on They've the- They've been in a better position before. Exactly. They were up 3-1 on the worst team in the playoffs last year, you know? Yep. And they they watched it slip away. And game seven was an abomination. Yeah. It was an abomination. They were terrible in game yeah. seven. So, I mean- I'm still in the, you got to do it. A good friend of mine who's a big Leafs fan said that game seven last year was the most Zen that he's ever been in a loss because he just, he said, I just knew it and I was completely resigned to it. He said, I'd put the game on the TV, but I was washing dishes and doing different things and just puttering because he just, he just knew it. Right. <laughs> he just knew yeah. it. And, uh, and he said he felt completely zen and at peace. It just made me think of, you know, the executioner in the last meal and the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, they've been in a better position before, but I almost wonder if the fact that they're in close and in tight with possibly the best team in the league, maybe, maybe not. Oh, they, the best team that they've ever had. I, no, no, I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, I see. I'm okay, they're, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. tight. They're in close. This this is a different situation it's, as opposed to kind of falling asleep at the wheel. It's different than 2020 when yeah. in in the bubble when you're in the bubble and there's nobody in the crowd and you go down three nothing to to uh, to Columbus in Game Four. Yeah, and you come back and win and then you drop the bomb in Game Five. Right. Yeah. Like it feels different this time. Like it's it's not the same. I mean Columbus, you know. Tampa Bay is not Columbus. You, no. you know, you're you're earning it against, as you say, one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. And um, I, I just, you know, I, I can't get a handle on this series. I, I was convinced that Tampa was going to win last night before the game. I, I just felt it. And for But I thought 20, it was Toronto's turn. For yeah, for twenty <laughs> for twenty minutes, it really did look like 
that was going to happen. And it looked like, like, I remember after the first intermission, we were sitting there talking about, okay, so once the Leafs lose a series, do they, do they, do they fire, you know, do they fire Sheldon Keefe and throw a Brinks truck at Barry Trotz? Yeah. You know, like that was the whole dialogue, right? Yeah. And then, you know, now the, this, the flip, the switch has been flipped. The switch has indeed been flipped. Um, you wrote an article as well about that uh, last night on your Substack, yeah. campbell.substack.com. Mm-hmm. You should definitely give that a look, give that a subscribe. If uh, you're listening to this podcast and are unfamiliar with Ken's writing, then uh, definitely do that. And of course, check us out on YouTube, Apple Podcasts. And tonight, if you're listening to this Wednesday, then tonight... And if you're listening to this Thursday, then, then also tonight, tonight <laughs> yeah. we will be on the Hockey Podcast Network, which we are affiliated with, and we will be on their YouTube channel doing a live watch along for the Pittsburgh Penguins Rangers games Wednesday game Wednesday. I put an S. I put S's on the ends of things that don't require it. That's because you're you're uh, yeah. There's some Latvian in your genealogy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't done one of those genealogy tests, but I can tell you. It's, uh, there's not laughing. <laughs> I, I can tell you it's, it's like, I, anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. But, or, or not, or not, or not. You, you don't want to do a full segment on my, uh, on no. my family's history. Okay. Nope. Well nope. then there you go. Nope. Um, anyways, yeah. Check us out. Leave us a review on Apple podcast, Spotify. Like, whatever. I don't even know what this thing is tonight that we're doing like this. I've never been a part of anything like this before. So you, I'll do play by play and you'll do color. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I'll get all the names wrong. He was Johnny on the spot there. Wasn't he? <laughs> Put a little too much mustard on it. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, move on. Um, to uh, Colorado Avalanche, in a word. Is it just Avalanche? Well, it's that. Yeah. I was yeah. trying for a kale reference or something. I, I just got, I just Superfood. Yeah. I just came up with clinical. Like they, they, they just took Nashville apart. Yeah. It was just another day at the office. It was. Them. And, and yeah. you know what? That you can tell this is a team that's, and I talk about it all the time, the kick in the pills. Yeah. They've had it. <laughs> and they're and, and they had it last year and they're not gonna let it happen again. Yeah. They're just not gonna let it happen again. There is just a machine like efficiency to this team. Yeah. That like they just go out and they they just they just dismantle the opposition. <laughs> they're not exciting. Like they're they're they like they don't have a bunch of, you know, characters on the team or anything like that. Yeah. They're yeah. actually pretty bland when it comes down to it. But well McCarr is yeah, no, I yeah. I mean in terms of their their sort of not not their on ice identity, their off right, ice right, identity. Yeah, yeah. They're not they're yeah. not super like outrageous, and they don't have like like you don't see Colorado walking around with a big swagger. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they don't have swagger. Yeah, they just they just play right, yeah, and they yeah. and they just and they just win, and they just dismantle teams. And it was that was that was clinical. It was I clinical. I don't know why I've stolen this Saturday Night Live joke like twice in the last two weeks, but it almost just feels like that uh, cowbell skit where it's just like, you know, fellas, fellas, you know, we're the Colorado Avalanche. We're, we're just like any other team. We put on our pants one leg at a time. Yeah. Once our pants are on, we go out and win games. Yeah. It's just yeah. like it just yeah. it just feels like a 
like just a fact of nature another day at the office i completely agree i was like completely checked out of the series i i would watch a period or half a period of a game here and there but and i didn't watch a full game until the elimination game and uh credit to the predators they they battled they they, battled they put up a fight yeah they battled they battled you know but like it it almost you know what it looked like you know when you get a, a, a an undercard fight in boxing and somebody has to back out and then they bring in some club fighter yeah, yeah, that yeah. just gets dismantled. Yeah. And and the real fighter that's been training for a full year for this fight, you know, he doesn't normally go all out. He's not normally throwing huge haymakers going for a knockout. But it's just at no point were they against the ropes. At no, no point did they not control the center of the ring. At yeah. no point did yeah. they did they take a punch that, you know, that they weren't expecting it? And that's just, that's what it, that's what it looked like for Colorado. And, and I mean, even their number one goalie went down and, you know. Yeah. I mean, he, he struggled. Frank, Frank, Francois yeah. struggled in game four, but they yeah. managed, they managed to pull it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I mean, I don't know even if those goals would be considered bad goals. Yeah. They weren't good, they, but I wouldn't yeah. like, I don't look at that and go, oh, there's your struggling backup goalie. I just look at that and go what it is. So, okay. Uh, Nashville Predators. Unlucky. Yeah. But they, but they were the authors of their own unluckiness. They've okay. been the authors of their own unluckiness. All they had to do in order to avoid Colorado on the last day of the season was beat the Arizona Coyotes in a game that they were up for nothing in the first period. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Then you collapse, you lose that game, you drop into the second wild card, and suddenly you're playing Colorado instead of Calgary. I don't know if it would have made much of a difference. Um, it would have been a better matchup for Nashville, Calgary. Yeah. They they actually played a couple of games at the end of the year that were really close and really competitive. And so I, I, I do think that Calgary, that that Nashville would have had a better, a better um, fate against Calgary. I don't know if they would have won, but I don't think they would have gotten swept. Um, but you know, I mean, well, you, you don't take care of business on the last day of the season yeah. when you're up four nothing in the fr- in the fr- first period, yeah. and you lose to Arizona. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, okay, so there you go, there you go. You get for that, you get to have your lunch handed to you. You get to waste eight days. I don't even know if it was eight. Like, remember Daryl Sutter said it, playing, playing Colorado in the first round would be a waste of eight days? <laughs> I, I, I don't think he was right. I think it might yeah. have been seven. Yeah. Like, it was just, yeah. 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 So. Yeah. So they went out in seven days. Days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. When you said unlucky, I thought you were going to talk about UC Saros. Yeah. That because, too. I mean, like, that's, like, Saros might have gotten them a game. And, yeah. uh, and you know. I don't, and then that's the gentleman's sweep, right? Right. Is right. if if your goalie can can steal your game and the that, gentleman's sweep, yeah, okay, yeah, that's a that's a term, right? Uh, I didn't just I, make that up. I don't know. I've never heard it before. Oh well, but that it's pretty cool. If, you, if you've probably forgotten more terms in hockey than I'll ever. That's right. <laughs> I've been around so long. I've never understood that how that can be a good thing. I've been around so long. I've forgotten more than you know. Yeah, that just. That's just stupid. <laughs> you, you, you should have done that hee-haw joke with the uh, the how the census guy asked me how old I am, and I didn't want to tell him my name, so I said, "You know, you know the old Hills sisters that live over yonder. I'm the same age as them." And he said, "Okay, you're as old as the Hills." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> wah wah wah! <laughs> 
Uh, all right, let's uh, let's go to the Florida Panthers. Skittish, skittish. That's a good one. Yeah, that's my word for the Florida Panthers. Yeah, skittish. Yeah, it looks like the moment's too big for them. It does and, look and, like that. And, and yeah. I mean, this is a team that was like scoring tons of goals. Yeah. And they're five on five. They've been, they, they haven't done much. Yeah. Their power play hasn't been good. Yeah. Um, they just look like a team that's not ready for this level of competition. Yeah. So I remember in our preseason prediction, you were talking about, uh, being concerned about the goaltending mm-hmm. for the Florida Panthers. And my response was, yeah, but they only have to be better than Simsonov. Right. Right. I'm looking pretty stupid for that one now. <laughs> like it just, I didn't like, I just thought that, you know, okay. Bobrovsky's floor. Anyways, it's just, it's, it's bizarre. Like here's, here's just a quick stat. The Florida Panthers have a 57% Corsi four which is excellent. They're, they're controlling yeah. tons of the, sh- the shot attempts, yeah. but only a 53% actual expected goals for, meaning that their actual shots and shot attempts are not like not high danger, not high risk, right. not in good situations. Right, right. And, it, and like, all due respect to Washington, we're not talking about a Barry Trotz coach team here. No, we're talking we're not- about an old, slow team with goaltending issues. Right. You're, you're, you're not bringing it. If you're Florida, you're just not bringing it. Yeah. And, and what 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 I will say about the Florida Panthers though is, I don't know if they're going to win this series. Yeah. I, I have no idea whether they're going to win this series. Yeah. They were one empty. You know, they were one late last minute goal away from being down three one in this series. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to win, but if they do, they may be unstoppable in the East. Because then you get your wake-up call. Right. Then you got your wake-up call and you went, you go, okay, we didn't play anywhere near what we're <laughs> capable of playing, yeah. the way we're capable of playing. Yeah, yeah. But yet we managed to pull it out. We managed to we managed to win this one. Yeah. So now we're going to get our stuff together, you know? So as much as I, I just chided myself about the goaltending thing, I will say this before we get on to Washington. I talked about how I thought that Ovi was going to be an absolute beast. He's got his one way goal. Around. He's got one goal in this series. Uh, no, but I mean, like his physical play. Yeah, yeah. That was what I was more thinking about in terms of countering Florida's, you know, big, heavy defense yeah. core. Yeah. So it's, uh, anyways, it's it's been a, it's been a very surprising series. I mean, here, like our playoff prediction, you gave Florida eighty percent to win. I gave them seventy five percent to win. Right. Right. This was, and this I don't think was that we were wrong. One, like we weren't crazy. No, this you know? was the one to me that was the biggest slam dunk. Yeah. This was the slam dunk. This yeah. series. Yeah. Well, no, we both gave Colorado in the 90%. Oh yeah. Chance. Right. Right. So that was, in the East. In yeah. the East. This was as close to yeah. a, a sure thing in the East as you were going to find. Yeah. I completely agree with you, yeah. but uh, you know, yeah. uh, kudos to Washington. Yeah. You know, because uh, this isn't just Florida collapsing. This is Washington seizing an opportunity. And so tell us your tell us your word for Washington. It's just, huh? <laughs> how yeah. How is this happening? Yeah. How is this happening? Yeah. Like, it's like you talk about that 
the Saturday Night Live skit. There was an old, an old, old one back in the eighties. The Fishomatic Three Thousand. When, when no, when Michael Dukakis was running against George Bush for the presidency and got just clobbered, right? And, and they were having a debate, and George Bush is just giving all this gibberish and he's is, I think it was Dana Carvey doing George Bush. Right. And he was just giving all this gibberish. And Michael Dukakis looks at the screen and goes, I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. And it's like, <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at. Like, I, I, like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, that's as good a word as any for the Washington capitals who, I mean, it's not like, like they're still old. They're still slow and their goaltending is still suspect. Like they've had to use both goalies. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny because uh, what, what's the other guy's name there? I thought that they were going to start Vanacek. with Samsonov. Vanacek. Right. V- and they ended up starting with Vanacek and then they've gone to Samsonov. Like if you, if you said before the series, this is like one of my favorite hypotheticals. The, if you told me before the series, right. what would you think? Right, right. Right. If you told me that Jack Campbell before the Leaf series had like a nine twenty or something like that. He doesn't though. Doesn't he doesn't. He? He's got like an eight ninety five total. It's just last night. Okay. Anyways, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm obviously conflating something here, but <laughs> but my point is is that if you told me at the beginning of the series that Washington was going to be switching their goaltenders, yeah, you know, then you'd say that it's because Florida's picking them apart right. handily and they don't know where to go, right? But they've been fine. Mm-hmm. To be mm-hmm. honest, even yeah. before they went to Samsonov, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually thought that they they kind of made the change a little quicker than I would have expected. To be yeah. honest, yeah. But I guess that's the and that's the games the thing when you they've got two won. The games cards. Washington has won have been like routes. Yeah, routes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've uh, you know uh, they've shown that they've got something to play for still, mm-hmm. and I. You were really down on them and I was a little down on them and and it's it's but the bottom line is that it's really not what either of us suspected. Yeah. 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 So um you know before we move on to the next thing don't forget to check out our live streams hockey podcast network YouTube channel check out kencampbell.substack.com you can get this podcast directly in your inbox as well as Ken's writing which is almost as entertaining as Ken's speaking. Really? Really? Okay. Yeah. Well. You're 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 a character on the sheet as well. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> on the sheet. Barely on the sheets. barely made a wrinkle. <laughs> okay, well, let's go on to another another series that is a little huh? The Minnesota Wild versus the St. Louis Blues. So let's start with Minnesota. What's your word for Minnesota? Fialing. <laughs> did you send that metaphor to Guantanamo Bay to get tortured? Like, what did you do there? Wow. That's f- f- it's sort of like failing, but you're yeah, no, failing. I, yeah, no, I, failing. Yeah. Believe it or not, I cracked that nut. Yeah. yeah. I had to bring out the Enigma machine to crack it, but believe it or not, it. Okay. it was within the realm of possibility okay. to figure out fialing. Fialing. Yeah. yeah. But actually, it's not even his fault. He's been good. Know, he's, he's been good. good. I said before this series, and I and I and you can go to King Campbell's.com and check my my Oh, um, easy with the self-plug there, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was worried your head would get a little big <laughs> if I kept on plugging your work. You can go back to my playoff preview. And yeah. I said of the St. Louis Blues Minnesota Wild Series, I picked St. Louis. You did? 
And I said, and I picked Minnesota. And, and I said that Kirill Kaprizov was going to be otherworldly in this series, but it wasn't going to be enough. Okay, so I've got the predictions here in front of me. Right. You picked St. Louis, but you weren't entirely sure of that slam dunk. You gave them 51%. No, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I picked Minnesota 65%. I was very high on Minnesota and maybe just very high. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Small chance, but uh, we stopped for after- Timmy's. We stopped for Timmy's, but there's a cannabis store right <laughs> beside Timmy's. I don't know if you've noticed this in Scarborough, Ken, but there's, there's a, a cannabis store everywhere yeah there's yeah. maybe more yeah it's like starbucks in vancouver yeah <laughs> i remember i was in vancouver for the world juniors and i'm not this is not hyperbole i'm not kidding i was at a busy intersection and there was a starbucks at every all four corners yeah yeah that's yeah. like the lewis black routine i knew that at the end of the world i walked out of a starbucks and i looked across the street and there was a Starbucks. The same Starbucks. <laughs> and that's how the world ends. <laughs> um, yeah, the Minnesota Wild, uh, they, you said, like you like you mentioned, you said Kaprasov is going to be a beast and it's not going to be enough. And uh, I mean, it's like, is it too simple to say, is it goaltending that's sinking them right now? I don't think goaltending sinking them, but it's not boying them either you know what i mean yes. like I, I mean mark andre fleury's been okay yeah he's been good yeah. he hasn't been great yeah he's been okay and and like did Kent talbot lose a game in the last two months of the season like he was outstanding yeah, yeah. i'm just not sure you don't you don't just pull the pin and go to him at some point well like right now yeah <laughs> when you're down three two i mean so I have the benefit of not knowing anybody personally in the hockey world. So I can say whatever I want. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You obviously say whatever you want. You don't, you don't you're don't, not big on Marc-Andre Fleury. You've never been, I don't think. No, I'm not. I, I think I'm not big on Marc-Andre Fleury. But what I was going to say was that there is pressure to play a player that the GM circled. Yeah. And took. Now, yeah. I don't know what the working situation is. I'm not saying that Bill Guerin's bullying anybody or anything like that. But I don't I'm think just, he is. I don't think he is. No, he doesn't strike me as that kind yeah. of person. Yeah. But I'm just saying that your GM went out and got Marc-Andre Fleury for the playoffs. There is pressure on that situation if yeah. you're the coach yeah. to be starting Marc-Andre Fleury. Mm-hmm. Look, it took like two years for Montreal to realize that Alsner was not cutting it. Right. And it's because the GM went yeah. and pulled the trigger on Carl Alsner. And, you know, anyways, that's not to, you know go too deep into that but i'm just saying that there is pressure whether spoken or unspoken are you just checking out checking out the gun show you're just trying to no like, i'm just trying to fix my the, the bicep is so big here. it's trying to it's pushing it's up popping the sleeve. Out. Yeah. yeah no question <laughs> <laughs> um so that's like that's what i think in terms of in terms of going to cam talbot it 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 would be a hard thing for the coach to do and it might cause some sort of rift mm. are you worried about that at this point though like really I mean, your season's on the line. Yeah. You lose one more game. The guy's, Marc-Andre Fleury's an unrestricted free agent and he either stays or goes, but whatever. Like, yeah. you know, are you are you worried about that at this point? And it's not like yeah. Marc-Andre Fleury hasn't been screwed over before. <laughs> 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 He's kind of used to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, maybe I should be less talking about Bill Garrett and more Alan Walsh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that refers to themselves in the third person as a provocateur... 
I like Alan. Yeah? Yeah. He's yeah. a good man. Okay, good. <laughs> I like guys who stand up for their players, and he, boy, he really oh, he he advocates does. for his players. Yeah. No, I'm not. Which is why, and I'm going off on another tangent here, which is why Alan Walsh will be a serious candidate to be the next executive director of the uh, NHL uh, Players Association. I really wondered that. He will be. He I will really be. I'm telling that. you right yeah. now. There's a short list right now of about five people. It's, it's, uh, and we're going like, we're just veering right off here, but yeah. it's Glenn Healy, yeah. Matthew Schneider, Alan Walsh, uh, Ian Pulver. Yeah. And I can't remember who the fifth guy is. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's actually going to probably be Ian Pulver. Yeah. Um, but I think there's going to be a real push from some of the segment of, of the players that, that really, like, I'm not sure Alan Walsh wants the job, but right. they may, it may be like, you need to take this job. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, yeah, that's, yeah. So anyways, that's a nice little tangent we went off on there. The first There's thing added to- value. That's added value in listening to this podcast. <laughs> or an act of detriment. You yeah. Know, take your pick. <laughs> but the, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna I was gonna move us on. Go, yeah. Is that, yeah, that is that okay? With, oh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's fine. You want to talk about fine. another agent? No. Okay. All nope. Right. So Pat Brisson. <laughs> <laughs> the St. Louis Blues, in a word. Uh, what do I have for St. Louis? O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> O'Reilly has been a beast. Fan freaking fantastic. Are, are you surprised by this? No. Okay. Yes and no. 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 Can I? Can I why say why? Why would you yes ever no? be surprised by that? Just because. Look, he's always he is a incredible playoff performer. He yeah. is maybe one of the guys that can elevate his game the most in the playoffs that I've ever seen. Yeah. But the fact that he's able to do that so much does come as a surprise to me. Hmm. And, and, and it's not because I don't know it. You don't I know think, it. You don't think. Ryan O'Reilly was going through this season going, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll just make sure we're ready for May okay. 1st. Did it surprise you, know? you how much, how uh, Carey Price played in the playoffs last year? Um, wow, that's a good question. Because Carey Price had three yeah. bad years in a row. Yeah. yeah. No, two bad. Yeah. The bubble. And then that. But Ryan, Two O'Reilly, bad years Ryan in a row. O'Reilly wasn't that bad this year. He wasn't okay. bad. He wasn't even bad. But I'm just saying that it, it's a surprise. It was a surprise to even me yeah. how well Carey Price did in the in the playoffs, despite right. knowing that he's got a history of poor regular seasons and exceptional playoff performances. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's it's almost like you're tr- you still try to glean information out of the regular season, even though there's not as much to glean. But it, it it does it does constantly come as a surprise to me just how much of a beast Ryan O'Reilly can be. Well, to, to in the me, playoffs. yeah, to me, it's 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 him, and you know, it's 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 Tarasenko, it's you know, I mean, it's David Perron. David you Perron's know, had like, a great series. Yeah, yeah, like you're not you're not looking at you know Jordan Cairo and and Robert Thomas as, as the guys. And, and that seemed to be the narrative this year was that those guys were the guys that were driving the bus here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were the, they were the offensive drivers and they were the drivers for this team. Yeah. But now that, now that we've gotten to the point where it's a completely different game, yeah. um, you've got, you know, those old war horses who are, <laughs> Really bringing it, yeah. The and old battle yeah, axes, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's really interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, uh, Dallas is the same way. 
right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll we'll, give you my word we'll, we'll for them, them in a minute. Second. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. St. Louis, they, they took me by surprise. Uh, I they definitely didn't take me by surprise. I picked them to win the series. I, well, yeah, I know. But, uh, I definitely thought that if like, if Vili Huso was out and Bennington was in, I thought that they were in, yeah, in, how's that? How's that Dutch. working out? How's that working out? It's it's working out just fine for right? them. But yeah. I thought that they would be in Dutch. Okay. No, it's trying to borrow from an archaic expression. Yeah. Trouble in Dutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. archaic. I don't even know what you're talking about. So you never heard the term in Dutch? I've for heard in of it, but I don't. I don't. You got get yourself it. in Dutch? <laughs> okay. Nice. I don't get it either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thought you would. Right. <laughs> um. All right. So Carolina Hurricanes. Homies. 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 Won every game at home. Sorry? Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. 3-0 and at home, 0-2 on the road. Yeah. And I just think it's amazing how Tony D'Angelo just loves wearing the black hat. Can I? He ask- just loves wearing the black hat. Did you hear his yeah. interview last night between periods? I didn't hear his interview. He I don't goes, listen to player interviews to em- all that much. Yeah, he's talking to Emily Kaplan and he's going, yeah, we're on top of pucks. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing this. We're working our balls off. <laughs> and then he goes, excuse me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's. I but mean- I mean, he's, he's, he's one of those guys that he's not uncomfortable being the center of attention for bad reasons. <laughs> And yeah. like he was so no kidding. He was good last night. Yeah. He had three points. He had a fantastic night last night. I gotta say, between Max Domi, Tony D'Angelo, and Brad Marshan, like are basically three of the most hated NHL players in this series. Is Domi that hated? I think Max I th- Domi's. I think, have, I think you have to be relevant to be hated. And then I, I don't think Domi's relevant ah, enough to be enough. hated. Yeah. I don't think he's relevant enough anymore. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. Yeah. But uh yeah. yeah, no, it, it's um But but this this whole Marshand and D'Angelo thing is fascinating. Oh, I know. It's fascinating. There's an expression in uh video games, and it used to be like in like the old uh like gold gold nine, those games, right? Called like the double kill, where you both shoot each other at the exact same time and you both die at the exact same time. D- don't you think that just half the hockey world is just waiting for a double kill with D'Angelo <laughs> and Marchand? <laughs> But Marchand actually. They both like, swiped each other's Achilles at the exact same right, time and right. bam, they're both done. But Marchand has has managed to do some, Marchand. Marchand has managed to do something in this series that he's never been able to do before, and that is to get people liking him and in his corner. I know. Because Tony D'Angelo is an easy guy to hate. Yeah. He's an he's a really easy <laughs> guy to hate. There was there was uh you, you know the every year they have the uh the president's um you know gala with the media and stuff like that. Yeah, the uh yeah, the writers uh the um yeah. In in the states, right? Yeah, yeah, they just had it. They just had it like last I, week. I remember in one that George W. Bush was a part of and he was talking about uh something to do with um uh there was this the rift with the with the lawyers and stuff like that and he goes Boy, you know you blow it when people are taking the lawyer's side. <laughs> so it's like, boy, you know you're hated when people are when, taking Marshawn's yeah, side. Yeah, when people are when people are seeing Brad Marchand as the as the protagonist, <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> the anti-hero story. Yeah. Um, before we get off of Carolina, I, I've gotta ask this because I've been I've been pl- kicking this around in my mind. Uh, maybe we will put it up on our, as a Twitter poll on, uh, hockey unfiltered on Twitter. Um, but like how, if Frederick Anderson becomes healthy, uh, 
do you pull Ronta for Anderson? No. And how much of a leash does Ronta have before Anderson? Not a not a huge one. Yeah. But Freddie Anderson is not playoff tested. Angie Ronta's been one of the best stories. Hey, what's he got? An 846? <laughs> no, I'm or 946. Sorry. No, right. I meant to say I meant to say 946. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. he's 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 thrown up like a he's thrown up at least a 940 right yeah. now. He's having an incredible playoffs. Uh, but he's good. He's always been good. Yeah, no, he's always it's, been good, but he's not been this good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he's 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 listed as six feet. I bet you he's shorter than six feet. I saw him. I was in. I've seen him in in the dressing room in in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't look. He doesn't strike you as being six feet. He's my height, isn't he? Uh, no, I think he's a little. How tall are you? Five ten. Mm, probably somewhere between, but yeah. Yeah, because yeah. because all I know is He doesn't have see- your body type. I know that much. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, I've got the body type of the Anton Kadobin, the Robin Leonard, the, you know, the... Yeah, just just not the talent. Just a pile of concrete. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the talent. What I know is that when I see Ronta lean against his net, I go, well, that's about the same yeah, leaning yeah. position as I have against oh, okay, my net. Okay. And I'm like, there's no way he's six feet. But he is playing just completely out of his mind. And it's just like, again, if you were to tell me that uh, Carolina, that Auntie Ronta is playing completely out of his mind... You wouldn't have listened to our podcast. That's what you would. That's what you would have said. Because remember Don Waddell, he was Don right. Waddell was, was right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Don Waddell was right. But I'm just saying, if you told me that Andy Ronta is playing completely out of his mind, you'd think that Carolina would be well. I, I'm not, walking away with the series. I'm not convinced that the injury to Frederick Anderson is not the best thing that could have happened to Carolina. <laughs> yeah. I'm not convinced. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, now they, now they, now they have an excuse. Like right. you're not gonna take Ronta out now. No, no, no chance. Anderson's probably been healthy for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no chance. Yeah, yeah he's so. he's. It's, it's just I've loved watching him play. Even just the way that he's doing it. Yeah. Even just the way that he's doing it yeah. has just been wild. Um, I think I texted you or called you at one point. I said, "Has every member of the Boston Bruins become Chris Kreider?" Yeah. It just seemed yeah. like they're just all going after goalies, but. Uh, all right, so let's get on to that other team, the Boston Bruins. What's your what's your word I, for the Bruins? I have a hyphenated word, top heavy. Top heavy. Yeah, they're just they're top heavy. Yeah. And that's are. all they are. That's yeah. all they are. Yeah. Um, you know, and and uh Bruce Cassidy talked about it. He said you know, I think he referred to them as the middle of the order. Has hmm. to, they have to do stuff. They have to start, they have to bring yeah. it. Yeah. Like Eric Alla has no goals. Yeah. Taylor Hall has two goals. Yeah. Uh, and he's Marcus, very Marcus ordinary. Marcus got goals. Marcus Foligno's done nothing. He hit someone last night. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, yeah. those those like he said, those middle of the order guys. Craig Smith, guy who was really good in the regular season. Nick Foligno. Yeah. What did I say? You Marcus said Marcus. Foligno. I meant Nick Foligno. I, I, I yeah. knew that was sitting weird in my yeah. mind for yeah. 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 Uh, Nick Foligno's done nothing. Uh, Eric Hall has done nothing. And you know what's um, funny? It was the Marcus Foligno hit that I was actually thinking of in my mind. Right. right. Okay. <laughs> Car- you know, I mean, I mean, Craig Smith has done nothing. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean, Taylor Hall is being Taylor Hall. Charlie uh, Coyle's. Charlie Coyle's been okay, but you know. Yeah, but I mean, that's, he as really stepped up in the regular center, You need, you yeah. need your, you need your second line center in the playoffs. Yeah. You do, even yeah. if you get past this round, mm-hmm. you. 
then face either the New York Rangers or the Pittsburgh Penguins. And yep. especially if it's the Penguins, you need your second line center. Because they've got a good one. The, he's not bad. Yep. He's not what he was, but by golly, he ain't bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, I mean, like, so you picked uh, the Boston Bruins. You didn't give them a huge advantage. You, you gave them 53%, and I gave Carolina 52%. Okay. How are you feeling about that? Not good. No, you think that Carolina is going to take it at this point? Or yeah, you just, I do. Yeah. 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 I yeah. F- it's got that feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the Bruins are like, in the back of their minds, it's like, even if we get out of this round, like, really, are we going to make noise Yeah, with only three guys producing? No. Yeah. I, I mean. I mean, losing Charlie McAvoy was huge for them, too. The flip side of that, though, yes, it was huge. Yeah. And they did actually quite well without him. The flip yeah. side of that, though, is that uh, I don't think that the that either the New York Rangers or the Pittsburgh Penguins are as good as the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay. Would you disagree with that? Um, I don't think the New York Rangers are. Right. Um, yeah, the Pittsburgh Penguins have the potential. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. All right, let's... uh, Which one are we going on to now? What do you say to the Calgary Flames? Impotent. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, they... Johnny Godreau, 13 shots, one goal. Michael Backlund, 12 shots, one goal. (laughs) Tyler Toffoli, 13 shots, zero goals. um, Andrew Mangiapane, zero goals. Somebody else... Oh, uh... I don't know who else I wrote down there, but zero goals. I joked about um, Johnny Gaudreau being shut down in the playoffs before. And I was talking about it in re- in respect to Austin Matthews and how, you know, he, I felt that Matthews on the role that he was on would be harder to shut down in the playoffs than a guy like Johnny Gaudreau. And, uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. feeling, feeling pretty good about that. But, yeah, they... he was He was really not a factor in the first couple of games, but then he, then he really like game three and four. Yeah. He might've been the best player on, on either team in both of those games. He was really, really good. I mean, the thing, the thing that strikes me about the Calgary flames, I didn't really watch the first game. I don't think, cause I just felt that Calgary was just going to walk over Dallas. And then all of a sudden, like it just wasn't a series that interested me all that much. And then all of a sudden I went, Oh, I better start paying attention to this series because it's becoming something. The games are a little low event. I think they're on the boring I, side. But. I, I disagree. I think they're good. Yeah, you're I think enjoying them. I think yeah. I'm enjoying them because because it's it's these guys are playing some big boy hockey. These they guys are, are playing that. big boy hockey. Yeah, and I like watching that. I like watching. Yeah, I like watching goals. Yeah, but I also like watching games where it's 
where you've got to earn every inch of the ice, Matthew Kachuk, no goals, forgot. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so, so you, you I, I actually like, I actually like watching this series and I, I think it's been actually fairly entertaining from that respect. Yeah. Uh, the goaltenders have both been amazing. Yeah. They've both been outstanding. So yeah. I'm actually liking that series. I, yeah. I, I'm liking it. I, uh, I, the thing about the Calgary Flames is that they were a team that was just so well balanced in terms of everything. Yeah. Whether you want to talk about their balance up and down the lineup for player right. talent, right. Or you want to talk about their balance for defense and offense and transferring defense to offense mm-hmm. or transferring from mm-hmm. their offense yeah. back to their defense. Yeah. They, they, um, they were just so frighteningly good at all of it. And, Dallas mucked up their offense. Yeah. Okay, so good for Dallas. That's kind of that's kind of their MO, right? Dallas mucked up their offense and it almost seemed to muck up their defense too because they're not looking like a that scary Daryl Sutter defensive team right now. Well, there this 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 series there's less room for error in this series yeah. than any other series. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 not like I, the way I like to say it is. It's not tight. It's hermetically sealed. This series. <laughs> it's a really, really tight series. The one thing that I will say, and obviously the, the answer to both these questions becomes obvious, but the Calgary Flames have the best Corsi four percentage in the playoffs right now. Good for them. And the Dallas Stars have the worst. The Dallas Stars have under forty percent of the shot attempts, which wow. is shockingly low mm-hmm. and it's uh y- y- you know but the, but again it's these these shot attempts are they're ineffectual they are to you to use your word they're impotent mm-hmm. yeah they're mm-hmm. firing blanks yeah <laughs> um all right so let's uh move on to the dallas stars mature <laughs> that's what i like to say about the dallas stars they're mature <laughs> they're playing a very mature game. Yeah, well, I thought you meant because they're they're just mature. Yeah, yeah that yeah, too. That yeah, their too. dating proof profile says mature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> distinguished gentlemen <laughs> is what they are. <laughs> um, they, they are and mature in terms of like the big boy hockey again. You know? Yeah, they are. They've put their work boots on. They really have. They've put their work boots on. They know what they are facing. They know how to play this opponent. They know what's going to work against them. Yeah. And they're doing it. And, and that's the sign of a team. I think that, that is sort of comfortable enough in its own skin to know what it is. Yeah. And to just not be apologetic for it. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. This is how we're going to do it. Yeah. And it might work like it did a couple of years ago. Yeah, and we might make it to the final. We ain't, we're not going to win. We're not winning, but, no. but we're gonna we we're gonna be a tough out. We're yeah. gonna be a really 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 tough out. The thing about the the, the like Radulov, Alexander Radulov's blocking shots and throwing himself in front of pucks and <laughs> like it's crazy. Yeah, he had a long chat with John Tortorella or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing about the Dallas Stars. Well, and, and, you know, to your point about Radulov blocking shots, I mean, like, he's not had a great year. No. Nope. And so he's in a situation where if he wants to redeem himself and he wants to redeem his team, that he, he's he got to have those work boots on. And the thing about the, the Dallas Stars is that 
They play a style like the New York Islanders did in their heyday, but they have so much more offensive talent mm-hmm. than the than the New York Islanders ever did. Like the Islanders, I was always shocked. It's like, where do the goals even come from? What are you talking about? Like in their hate in the oh Island- sorry I mean their hate their recent oh they're, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay define I've heard heyday. of Mike Bossy define just so that we're clear yeah no <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about their recent hate okay, under yeah, Barry yeah, Trotz yeah, yeah. right where right. you've got like Anders Lee and you're like yeah, hey, yeah you know yeah. you can you know Jordan Eberle I guess but Matt Barzell you know Matt yeah, Barzell but but yeah. but, but yeah. the reality is that like you know Joe Pavelski you know and and Robertson and Radulov Sagan Ben like it's like they're not all necessarily producing at that elite, elite they're, offensive they're not, level. Well, Pavelski is. He's got three. Pavelski is. But Robertson not, isn't. Yeah. No, but they're not all re- producing at that elite offensive le- level. But their ability to take advantage, right, with the counterattack, the whole, yeah, yeah, you know, that yeah, counterattack yeah. thing, their yeah. ability of take to be able to take advantage of their counterattack is so much more potent because they have, right? Because Calgary's impotent. This is potent. right, right. <laughs> it's, it's so much more potent because of that uh, incredible offensive. This is, yeah, punch yeah. This is hard, and hard to play. Yeah. It, it, like, I can't imagine that this is like that the Dallas Stars are saying, man, are we ever having fun? <laughs> man, are we having a good time? Never this felt so, so bad to win. This is so great. Like, yeah. oh my God, we're swashbuckling like crazy. Yeah. No, they are just. It's it's hard to play that style. It's really hard to play that way. And I give the I give the Dallas Stars a lot of credit for for um, sticking with it. I think that the winner of this series crushes the next team that they face, either Oilers or LA. Hmm. I just, hmm. I you know, just seeing seeing how they've how they have played against each other. Yeah, I just can't help but to think that the the next. Excuse me team that they face gets crushed i'm back (laughs) (laughs) and we're back (laughs) that's my drawer man i had to put it somewhere i've got electronics in there (laughs) okay (laughs) i've got a battery charging right now in there (laughs) all right so up next on ken treats my beautiful wood shop slash studio (laughs) yeah um that's his own recycling bin yeah. Yeah. So the New York Rangers. This oh, sorry. Before we get off of the Dallas Stars and and Calgary okay. Flames, you gave Calgary sixty five percent chance to win. Yeah. I gave Calgary eighty percent chance to win. Wow. It's just what what a series. What yeah. a, what a surprising yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's move on to the New York Rangers and of course check I out. Um, I almost picked Dallas in that series. I almost picked Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, but mm. I didn't have the, I didn't have the cojones to do it. <laughs> so well i'll tell you this series is defined by cojones exactly is really what yeah. it is but yeah. uh yeah before we get on to the next one kencampbell.substack.com check us out uh apple Podcasts, spotify youtube these go up as clips on youtube so you can see each one individually if you're only interested in hearing like you know five or ten minutes of us which eh, i understand i get it i get, <laughs> I get it. it small I get doses it. Yeah. yeah uh new york rangers in a word okay this is my best one Oh really? This is my best one. Should we have saved it? No. All no, right. No, let's no we do should it. have led with it. Zabana bad. <laughs> that's not your best one. No way. That's awesome. No, the the Fiala Fiala. Well, wait till we get to Edmonton. I th- well, you might not like the Edmonton one either if you're if you didn't like Zabana bad. Okay. But but like 
all the metrics told us. Yeah. And we should have known. All the metrics told us. I picked Pittsburgh. That, that, that the Rangers were a porous defensive team. Yeah. That gives up huge chances. But, oh, my Lord. Like, I cannot believe there's no gap. These... You know, I mean, these the, the, these these Pittsburgh forwards are standing in front of the net. Like, have you seen how many pucks they've tipped? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. been ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's been ridiculous. Yeah, like I, like you knew it was going to be the case, yeah, and, yeah. but yet I I I'm still amazed that they are this bad defensively. So your fake nephew, uh, Paul Campbell, <laughs> writer for In Goal Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, Used to call John Gibson poor John Gibson. Yeah, yeah. Because he said no goalie was so good and would look so out of breath at the end of every play. It's just poor John Gibson. And Igor Shesterkin, man. Poor Igor Shesterkin. It's like But he's flailing around too. Like I like Yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, he stopped 77 shots. That game murdered Casey the Smith. Yeah. Who stopped less shots? Who murdered him. <laughs> Who stopped less shots? Fewer shots. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, I, I take this criticism to heart, if not to head. <laughs> um, no, he, uh, anyways, whatever. Uh, the New York Rangers, man, pff, every every gun expression, they're, they were a flash in the pan. Yeah. You know the yeah, etymology yeah. of that? No, but don't tell me because it's going to take too long. They're, they went off half cocked. Do you know yeah. the etymology of that? Well, it's a gun thing, but I don't know. I mean, your gun is half cocked. I, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. half cocked is like yeah. it was the safety yeah. of the old revolver yeah, yeah, than yeah, full yeah, cocked. Yeah, okay. They, they just, they just, they, they glass cannon. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, my word. It so just, we should. How we can should. a team have that much talent and be so bad? And by the way, and it should be mentioned, a coach that I really, really like in Gerard Gallant. What happened to that light? It must have run out of batteries. Eh, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just a little darker. Okay. Anyways, um, and a coach that I really, really like in Gerard Gallant that I think is a very smart, bright fella. And uh, so it, every piece is there. Put it in the centrifuge, yeah. man. Yeah, well, Mix it up and yeah. have it come out right. Actually, centrifuges separate that things. Doesn't that separate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> okay, so. Um, Up next on Chemistry for Hockey. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Red, or the uh, the Rangers are, are. Um, I, I guess we're not supposed to be surprised by this. I wasn't hugely surprised. Uh, I took the Penguins at 55%. And okay. you took the Rangers at 55%. Okay. So neither of us were hugely. Um, yep. So be, actually, let's get, to, let's get to the Penguins. Tell me the, tell me the Penguins word. Proud. Proud. That's like not they, funny at all. No, it's not. I'm, but I was trying to think of something like I was going to go insidious. <laughs> but I, but that's not them. Yeah. No, no that's they, not them. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But. Mal killing it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's two words though. Um, yeah, you could hyphen that. Oh, okay. Uh, Sidney Crosby, Kale McCarr. Um, who's the best? Pl- who's the best player in the playoffs right now? Uh, 
Who's the best player? Who's the best player in the playoffs right now? I I would be open to the argument of Sidney Crosby. He is. Yeah. He is. He really I, is. Yeah. I I I I wouldn't I wouldn't fight anybody for saying. I mean, that. Na- I mean Nathan McKinnon's been amazing too. Um, you know, but Sidney Crosby, you can tell. It's reductive to necessarily say who's the best sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But to say who 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 would you be able to very adequately and valiantly argue and Sidney Crosby is maybe top of that list. Yeah, and and he just looks like every shift he looks like a guy who is like on some kind of mission, you know? <laughs> like really. Like your mission if you choose to accept it is, is to, to try and get the puck off of Sidney Crosby which you will never do. Hit 14 people with your butt <laughs> and then score on yeah, a backhander. Yeah. He uh he's been he's been otherworldly. It's been talked about before, so I'm not like bringing up any huge revelatory piece of information. But uh, on that goal in the triple overtime that Malkin scored, Crosby's shift on that goal yeah. was poetry. Yeah, on ice. Yeah, yeah. and uh, like he made an empty net goal look amazing <laughs> with that pass. Did you see that pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, and Gensel's feeling it right now. Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah. you know. So now I've got the same question or a similar question as I had with the Carolina Hurricanes, which is. If Tristan Jari, who is skating now, is set to return, do you give the net to him? Do you wait? What's Louis Domingue's leash? Uh I, I think he, I think Louis Domingue should be the should be their guy. Yeah. 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 And, I, and and you know what? And it's not a long leash. Not with Louis no, Domingue. No. Anti Ranta should have a longer leash than Louis Domingue. Yeah. Because Louis Domingue how many NHL Ranta games has he played in the last three years? Games. Louis Domingue has yeah. been adequate. Right. In How games. many? Yeah. And, and, but 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 again, like you just like I could see Anti Ranta putting together a really good run here, and it, it wouldn't surprise me if he sustains it through the playoffs because yeah. he's good. Yeah. But Louis Domingue is, you know, I mean, you you assume that the bottom's going to fall out at some point, um, and if it does, and when it does, it could be it could be really ugly. It's a fair point. Uh, I mean, you know, Domingue would, if if he continues on this stretch, would remind me a little bit of Kadobin. Yeah. Where it's just kind of like, we all knew that he was just fine. Yeah. And then he puts on a historic playoff performance out of nowhere for no apparent reason. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just what we thought. Um, and, uh, and we still don't really have any clarity on Casey DeSmith. He left mm-hmm. claiming cramps and then... Just literally haven't seen him again. Yeah. That's, that's very bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, final two is the Edmonton Oilers. Let's start there. Yeah, you're going to hate this one. If you hated if you hated Zabanabad, you're going to hate this one. Oh, boy. Hyman licked. <laughs> <laughs> As in they're choking. <laughs> They are choking. Oh, boy. How do you win games two and three by a combined score of 14 to two? Right. And not and not win this series. This is this will be a huge, huge choke job if the Edmonton Oilers lose this series. Yeah. 
And I mean, the thing is, is that a they lot played of- for 15 minutes last night. They played for 15 <laughs> minutes. They did. They played. They played a 60 whatever minute plus minute game. Yeah. And for for 15 of those minutes, they played. If you told me that after the first game, Mike Smith would be actually not bad then I would have said, well, I guess the Edmonton yeah. Oilers yeah. run away with this. I'm, I'm loving these hypotheticals today. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you told me that that Mike Smith would be, you know, just fine, you know, one of the better versions of Mike Smith we've seen, then I'd be like, well, great. Yeah, yeah. Good, for, good for Edmonton getting a yeah. sweep because all they need is league average from their goalie. But boy, howdy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are they ever yeah. screwing up on this one? Well, I, that like to put to put out Kulak and Keith on the first on the you know I mean I, I know Sheldon Keith got roasted for putting Justin Hole out in the first on the fir- for the first shift of game <laughs> game four right uh, but like to put out Duncan Keith and Brett Kulak yeah for the first shift of overtime yeah it's it defies it just like. I just assumed Darnell Nurse was going to play all of the overtime, and and like he's all the guy that can he do wasn't going to come yeah. off the ice, right? Yeah, and they just got dummied. They just got dummied in overtime. Like it wasn't close. Yeah, like Edmonton didn't have the puck. But even Duncan Keith and Brett Kulak as a pairing defies logic. Yeah, yeah, because Brett Kulak did not play well paired with David Savard. Right. Brett Kulak played very well paired with Jeff Petrie. Right. Who was Darnell Nurse, a better version of. Yeah. Jeff Petrie. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. A guy like Duncan Keith, I mean, at this stage in his career, I'd like, you know, he he offers little. I, ju- I don't understand how you how you, you start and lean on those guys like that. Like, it's not yeah. fair to them. It's not fair to your team. It's, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, like, yeah. I, Ethan, um, not Ethan Bear, because um, he's on on Carolina now. Yeah, uh, Cody CC. Who? Yeah, it's it's not a good defense core. No, it's not. It's not no. a good defense no, core. It's terrible. Is, is the bottom line it's to look terrible. at it? You know, and I mean, they just didn't have the money. Brett Kulak is a good pickup for the money, but in reality, when you're looking at the defense core and the trade deadline, you're no, you're not circling Brett Kulak. No, no. He's he's one of those guys that a already good team picks up and it makes them better. And uh, yeah, it's wow. It's, uh, this, this is, this is, this is disgraceful. Like if yeah. they lose this series, it's, it's, it's a disgrace. A lot of parallels are made between the Oilers and the Maple Leafs for their top heavy contracts yep. for the yep. fact the first overall picks, even with Matthews and McDavid mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for, you know, all of this stuff. And of course for their playoff choking. Right. And, uh, if the Leafs lose to the Tampa Bay lightning, I kind of go, Okay. And, I get it. But if yeah. the Oilers lose to the Los Angeles Kings, all due respect to the Los Angeles Kings, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is why this I tried to radio Bob, was, Bob McKenzie. This, eh? is, this, is, yeah, this is here. This is yeah. this is for the taking. Yeah. And you're just giving it back. You're yeah. just giving it back. All right. Well, last one on the list then, the Los Angeles Kings. Kempt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. That's the best one of the day. Yeah, yeah, that's the best one of the day. I didn't think it was that good. Anyways. Why don't you think it's that good? Did it? I don't know. All right. Did Adrian Kempe have like the quietest? You've been wrong before. Yeah, I have many (laughs) times. 
Did Adrian Kempe have the quietest 35 goals in NHL history this year? <laughs> Probably. But also that's partially a result of the fact that everybody was scoring a lot of goals right, this year. Right. And so, he didn't have a lot of points. He only had like, he had, he was Cy Young, right? He was yeah, like 30, yeah. 35 and 18 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this guy is, I mean, we shouldn't be surprised. Somebody asked me last night while we were watching the game and it was another writer, so I'm not going to say who it is, but he said, when was he drafted? 2018? I said, no. <laughs> he was drafted 2014. Right. He, was, he was in the Aaron Eckblad draft. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but he's a guy who is very, very opportunistic. Right. Um, as this team is. I mean, Phil Deneau is, I mean, how do you, how do you explain that? Phil Deneau has always had good offensive chops. Yeah. He's always been a good four checker. He's always, he, he, he's an excellent four checker. Yeah. He is, uh, he's fast. He's an excellent skater. But the role that he's been asked to play, he was asked to play for the Montreal Canadiens was his defensive game. Yep. You know, but uh, there was clearly more to unlock. And if he's not playing, like last year in the playoffs, he played like 25 minutes a night, right? And it was because he was meant to shut down the other team's top two lines. Right. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was yeah. basically a defensive pair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so if you all of a sudden, you you put him into a situation where he can he, he can pick his matchup a little bit better. And, of course, Anze Kopitar, uh, you know, being another perennial Selkie candidate. It's not, it's not surprising to me yeah. as a guy who's watched and covered the Montreal Canadiens that Phil Deneau is being offensive because he's always had the chops, but, uh, you know, starting every single shift in the defensive zone for the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah doesn't exactly help right yeah so uh it's it's not it's not a huge shock he's but he I mean there was a point last year when you knew you knew when he was out there you were getting nothing yeah. you were getting no offense whatsoever yeah like it was just a given you weren't getting he yeah. may shut down the other team but you're getting nothing yeah but it, and it was cuz his line was lekkanen um uh, Paul Byron or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just three guys that they just, that are, you know, yeah. some of the three most defensively responsible guys in the league. But to know is a true two-way player. Yeah. Oftentimes I find when a player is called a two-way player, what they really mean is a defensive player. Right, right. <laughs> that happens to be a forward. Right. Right. Yeah. But to know is a true two-way player. He really is. And yeah. he is being unlocked as such right now. He's got three goals in the series. Five points. Yeah, two assists. Yep. And his line has been the the talk of the town. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Before we get out of here, uh, we should talk about Barry Trotz. And Mm -hmm. before we talk about Barry Trotz, don't forget, leave a review. Check out kencampbell.substack.com, Hockey Unfiltered, the writing portion. And, uh, of course, don't forget to check out our live streams and stay tuned to Twitter at Hockey No Filter, where we will be announcing other live streams if and when we decide to do them. You better, you guys better make them fun or else we're just never, we're never going to do that again. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. even, I don't even understand what we're doing. So I'll just go along <laughs> for the ride. And, you sit there. Right. 
and we'll watch and talk say there, stupid, stupid things, and you talk to me here, right? Okay, yeah. So okay. I think I think that those are those yeah. are tasks we can handle. Um, so let's talk about Barry Trotz is fired. Yep. Thoughts. Thoughts. Yeah. So, ten Thoughts months, on Trotz. Ten months. Ten months ago. The New York Islanders were one shorthanded goal in game seven away from going to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Um, this is Lou being Lou. <laughs> I, the okay. only thing I can think of, and and like Lou Labarello says, you know, I didn't talk to the players about this. I would never talk to the players about that. Yeah. You had exit meetings, bro. You had exit meetings. Yeah, but his wording is, I didn't consult the right. players right. on this. Right. So maybe he didn't say... You know, hey, Anders Lee, you know, how do you feel about if I were to fire Barry Trotz? But if Anders Lee is saying, hey, man, I don't like Barry Trotz. Yeah, yeah. Then. I don't think it's a matter of not liking him. I think it's a matter of. As as I talked about with Dallas, it's playing a brand of hockey that's not fun. Right. It's not fun. Like Matt Barzell, I can't imagine is like, oh, yeah, I'm all over this. I got some really bad news for you then. Lou Lamorello does not look like a fun guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but that's the I only, would be fired. That's the, yeah. That's the only thing I, have I can think of. With that's, beard. that's the only yeah, that's the only thing I can think of is that is that is that the players just got tired of playing this this style of play because it's not fun. It's not glamorous. It's not it's not the kind of it's not the kind of play like style of play where you can walk in in your contract year and go. Look what I produced. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. It's It's not what you do. You're not in your backyard, you know, as a kid. Yeah. Going, and he back checked to prevent the game winning goal. We're always on the right side of the puck. Grid for us. (laughs) You know, so I get, I get that. Um, But this team is fundamentally flawed. Like they're, they're so up against the cap. Yeah. And, and I mean, they have nine guys who are over 30. Yeah. Seven guys over 30 who are under contract beyond next season. <laughs> yeah, it's I I think I'm basing this off of nothing. I've heard I've heard rumors about it, but I, I don't they're not substantiated or founded, right? So mm-hmm. we won't even call them rumors, they're just gossip, right? But I think that Barry Trotz wanted out. Hmm. I think that the only reason why that happens and and maybe Lou wanted to save face or whatever the conversation might have been it certainly despite what the narrative was around it I think it looked bad on Paul Maurice to to turn around and say I'm out of here yeah and I think that Barry Trotz wanted out and uh and I think that Lou uh obliged him because the fact is is that what one of the reasons why they had a losing season was because of COVID that was a huge reason. That, One that, of the reasons that why they derailed a, their season. That derailed their entire season. What about the road trip to start? Yeah. So they played they played 50 games in 99 days at the right, end of the at season. At the end of the season. 50 but, games in 99 days. That's more than a game every other night. But the road trip that to start the season, yeah. who's responsible for putting the team in an arena? Right. The general manager. Well, and but so, yeah, I mean, there's dates, and you got to work. No, I know, of, of and, course, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But I, I'm just but saying. You, I that, mean, this is a new rink. This is their rink, their new, right? Their new home. You'd right. think they would have had prime dates, right? Right. Um. Yeah. You know what? That's, that's or at not, least uh, rented out um, their old barn for a few nights. Like it's not like it doesn't exist anymore. That's not. Uh, yeah, but you're not going to do that. No, that's I'm, not. That's yeah. not. 
uh, that's not outlandish. That that maybe this was orchestrated by Barry Trotz because he essentially did the same thing in Washington. He orchestrated his own departure in Washington. Yeah, he he didn't take the option. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. an option that would have given him like a yeah. five hundred thousand dollar raise or something along those lines, and uh, and he and he said, "I'm I'm worth more than that. If you want me to yeah. stick around, then you've got to we got it. We need to do a new contract." Yeah. And uh, there was sort of a, a mutual parting of the ways there. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Because um, uh, what's his name is up in the air right now as well. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux. A team needs to hire Bruce Boudreaux for the regular season and Barry Trotz for the playoffs. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't you? Uh, I feel like you could have a, a, a peewee AAA team and they'd win the Stanley Cup if you had Boudreaux <laughs> for the regular season and Trotz for the playoffs. Maybe. Well, it'll be interesting to yeah. see what happens because Barry Trotz will have... Little Tommy Lou had himself a career <laughs> year under Bruce Boudreaux and he's only 12 years old. The uh, It'll be interesting to see what, what happens here because... Um, uh, Barry Trotz will end up wherever Barry Trotz wants to end up, right? Yeah, like yeah. whether it's Detroit or Winnipeg or a team that underachieves in these playoffs. And, I doubt it's yeah. Detroit. I don't know why. I just, I yeah. just don't think it's Detroit. Yeah, okay. Uh, they, they'll, they'll make a push for him. You don't think working with Steve Eiserman has some, some real so appeal to it? He won his Stanley Cup with the best goal scorer of a generation on his team. And there is another, a new best goal scorer of a generation on a team that might not get out of the first round yeah. again. Yeah. A team that... There's two of them. There's two of them. Well, yeah. There's okay. two of them right Technically, now. yes. There's yeah. two of them right now. Yeah. I I, I think that uh, having him on the Leafs... Like I, the thing is, is that Washington had one of the best offenses in yep. the NHL the year yep. that they won the cup under Barry Trotz. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of Trotz can't coach offense, I think is more that Trotz was not given a team that allowed yep. him to have any offense. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and I, I wonder similarly about Bruce Boudreaux. I wonder if uh, many of the playoff failures, quote unquote, were because he had the team so overachieving in the regular season that there were unrealistic expectations on that team. Yeah. I don't know. It, it seems in Minnesota to me, uh, specifically, not yeah. in Washington, yeah, yeah. but um Neither here nor there. My point is, is that I think that Trotz can coach offense. Mm-hmm. I think that he he basically he told he basically told Ovechkin do whatever you want to do, right? You go score the goals. Let me let me work with the schlubs and deal with that. But yeah, but but Ovechkin also won that cup when he was more committed to the other side of the puck. And I think I think what 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 Trotz would have said to him was. Pretend you care about defense. Take care of at least, yeah. you know, what, the, do the bare minimum, and then you can freelance all you want. Yeah. Well, and 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 that's, yeah, I mean, like, that's kind of what I'm saying, which yeah, is yeah, that he, yeah. he struck that balance of not quashing uh, Ovechkin's offense in, in, in favor of defense. This is not John Tortorella telling the Sedin twins to block shots. Right. Right, right, right. And... So I just, I wonder, you know, if you look at Toronto's roster on paper, it's a good roster. It's the best they've ever had. Yeah. And and you don't think that a guy like uh, Trotz, who has turned nobodies into defensive dynamos, could whip that defense into shape and specifically that bottom six? You don't think that, you don't think that uh, 
if the Leafs get out of the first round that you still think they might be looking for somebody? Uh, I don't. Let me let me ask you I something. Don't. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to answer your question with a question. Mm-hmm. If Edmonton says that Connor McDavid is available, does 31 of 31 possible teams line yeah. up and say, yeah. take yeah. whatever you want? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is Barry mm-hmm. Trotz the Connor McDavid of coaching? No, but I don't think that he's that far off. Yeah. 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 Well, there's a point there. It'll be interesting to see what they do in Long Island too. And in, uh, in, um, in New York. Because oh, Torts is going there for sure. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> you know, no, no you know who my actual pick is? Babcock. Uh, so I thought about and, Babcock. And you know what? Because, because. I thought about Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, and I'm just reading tea leaves here. I like Lou does what Lou wants to do. Yeah, and yeah, Lou yeah. obviously doesn't care about optics because look what he just did. Right. You know, yeah. for a guy who always says team first, team first, team first, sometimes he kind of becomes bigger than the team himself, yeah. which is kind of weird. Yeah. And I just don't think he cares. I mean, Mike Bob, Mike Babcock is probably toxic, but yeah. you know what? Like Lou won't, if, if anybody would give this guy a chance, it's Lou it, might, it might be Lou Lamorello. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think you might be right on that one. Yeah. Um, Babcock, I, I kind of joked um, with a friend privately about Ducharme. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, Trotz did not clamp things down defensively enough. We need Dominic Ducharme on the team. So, right. But, uh, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a perplexing one, but I just think that there's no way that after this season, like a season that has like four excuses that could sink a team. Yep. There's no way that after this season you're firing the coach. It's, it's, it's odd. Yeah. It's perplexing yeah. to yeah. say the least. So yeah. like I said, it's the most unsubstantiated was, rumor of all time. If it was anybody but, else, if it was anybody else, you'd say that, but it's Lou Lamarillo and Lou does yeah. what Lou wants to do. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, thanks for sticking around to the end of this episode. Uh, check out Ken's writing and you can get this episode directly in your inbox. Ken Campbell.substack.com. Check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter, at Ken underscore Campbell27, and at underscore Dylan Waugh. Dylan like Bob and Waugh like uh, Evelyn. <laughs> and, of course, feel free to check us out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a comment or review. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon.